0: you're listening to rise to your purpose a personal and spiritual development podcast for female entrepreneurs with a mission we're your hosts Brandy and natalie all right hey ladies we are back for another episode of rise to your purpose and i am here with Lori herbers and she is a women empowerment coach and she's an author and um, just from getting to hear her, just a little bit of her story, I am excited just for you guys to, get to learn from her and have her share her journey and share some of her story with you and her mission, um, because I think it will relate and resonate, you know, on so many different levels. Some of you might really, you know, have experienced similar things, um, but a lot of it just from the first few minutes of you kind of sharing about how much we just want others to know the fullness of God's love and Um, And I know like that was something I even struggled with growing up was like not feeling loved or not understanding that I do have all of his love freely and feeling like I had to live up to so much of an expectation or I was like this bad child or bad person. And it's all these things that we kind of put on ourselves. And so being able to finally find that freedom of knowing how much we're loved, I think just is such so bring so much transformation in your spiritual life. And so I'm excited for you to kind of just share and walk us through a little bit of that and more about what you do as an empowerment coach um, so that women who um, will get to listen to this will can have an opportunity to learn from you and hopefully um, even maybe connect with you afterwards. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself a little bit more of what you do and uh, maybe share a little bit about the books that you've authored if you'd like to, and we'll kind of just go into it.
1: Hi everyone. Um, yeah, I, okay. I kind of lost what I thought. Okay. So book wise, well, the very first book I wrote almost wasn't so much for other people. It was just for me to gain clarity because at that point, um, that I wrote that I had gone, my dad passed away suddenly and I went through a divorce all within a week <laughs> and I was just trying to make sense of it all. And I felt like you know, there is no more I could do. This is my life. And so that first book I wrote was basically about how God gives us second chances. And it was just something that I needed to learn myself. Um, because he never just leaves us. I mean, he picks us up and he wipes us, you know, he makes us white as snow again and puts us back, you know, it's was like, here you go. So that was my first book. And then the second one, he, it was so funny because for a year, like more than a decade, he was telling me I was going to write this book. And I was like, I don't know. And back then my daughter was eight and she would come and tell me, mom, are you working on your book? Cause God, she was even like, God says you need to be working on your book. And I'd be like, uh, you know? Um, and so it took me a long time, but he, he was like, you're going to get clarity on pieces of your life as you write it. So that book is completely my story. It shares, you know, the abuse and trauma that I went through and how I worked my way through it to help inspire other people that no matter what you feel like you're stuck in, there's a way out. You don't have to stay there. We're not meant to live a life of turmoil. We're meant to be free of that and to live our purpose. Um, And the book that I'm working on now takes that even further. So it's taking what I did. It's more of a how-to book of what I did to get to where I am now, how I got through all of the heavy weight of shame and guilt and the way I the tricks and things that I used in my mind, in my mindset and how I thought and digging into my beliefs and going inward and plugging into that intuition and getting into alignment. Because when we get out of even just one of piece gets out of alignment, we're out of whack. Mm -hmm. So, and and God wants us to stay in that alignment with him. And so that is the one I'm working on now. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's going to be
0: really good for women. And I know I'm someone who I'm always like, give me your how to's (laughs) like, this is what I want to know. And I love that you mentioned about the shame and guilt. Um, That is something that God has recently in the last year, just really allowed me to receive and to know of and real, and even finding the scripture to, to say that, you know, to prove that of like, there's no shame or condemnation for those who are in Christ. And so I know that through, you kind of mentioned you know, just growing up in different traumas. And, um, and I don't know if you want to speak to any of that or not, but just there's, you know, we carried shame and guilt for so many things. And I think especially women, like we I can tend to just harbor it. And so getting to a point in our relationship with Christ of being able to release that and really being able to abide in him and to know that love. So can you share a little bit about that journey of, you know, what are some things that, you know, brought you to this point of really knowing him fully? Did you grow up in a Christian community, a Christian home?
1: Um, we were Catholic growing up, but, um, my dad was very emotionally abusive to me. Um, and so, and back then I didn't even know that was such a thing. I just thought there was something so very wrong with me that my own father couldn't love me. Um, and so I tried to be this perfect little girl because, you know, we're supposed to be, daddy's little princess and nothing I did ever was good enough. Like, you know, I had straight A's and I I followed all the rules. I was like the perfect little, you know, rule follower, but I was always getting blamed for stuff, being told I was stupid and worthless. And, and then after a while I just decided that, well, that must be me. And so I just accepted that as truth. And it's so funny because as I was growing through this and as I got older and I realized that um, whatever we're meant to do in our life, our purpose, Satan flips it. So from the womb, he had already um, convinced me that of a lie, that I wasn't worthy and that I wasn't wanted um, because I meant to speak his truth. And so you got to think about what is it that you're holding on to because when you flip that around, you usually find your purpose because Satan doesn't want us to live our purpose. And so he will do the complete opposite. So if you're meant to speak truth, he'll twist you up in a lie. If you're meant to be loved, he's going to make you feel like you're unlovable, Mm -hmm. you know? So as I started to figure that out, but the thing is when you're in God's love, the shame and guilt just fall away. It doesn't exist anymore because he doesn't have that for us. Um, And, and those things are so heavy on us. And it's almost like you're just dragging them through your days (laughs) But we can let go of them. God can heal us completely. Um, so it's about getting to understand how He sees you and how He loves you, and look with His eyes. But we can't do that. And that's why I bring up the alignment. So when we're not listening to our intuition, which is, I believe, a complete plug into spirit. Yeah, that's what tells you the knowledge, and that's that's the little voice that's whispering, "Don't go left, go right." You know. But we don't always listen, and so we get out of whack. And so it's about. Learn to understand yourself because within the knowledge of you is when you're going to find that beauty of you because of all our, all our pieces are beautiful. And, you know, for so long, I wanted to cut out pieces of my past mistakes that I made that I felt like if I could just cut them out, then my life will be okay. But the thing is all of those pieces make me, me. So to cut off even one of them is so very damaging. So if there's a piece of you, or if there's a mistake that you're holding on to and you're like, I should have done that. It's still a part of you. You wouldn't be who you are without that mistake. So to me, I believe that we really don't have mistakes. (laughs) We might have a wrong turn, but I always, and he likes to remind me because one time I I don't remember what I was thinking about, but he's like, you're always under this impression that if you make a mistake, I'm not going to be there. I'm already ahead of you throwing pillows down, like so that you don't scuff your knees. (laughs) Like, why do you feel like, you know, I'm not there in every moment? Because he already knows if I'm going to go the wrong way. So he's going to gear us back. We always have to trust in that highest good of all is always at play and he wants the absolute best for us, but we have to want the best for ourselves because that's another thing I've learned. We cannot give what we don't have. So all those years that I'm looking outside of myself for someone to come love me, I'm not able to give that to anyone either because basically I call it a love bucket it was empty. But when we plug in with God, that bucket can be overflowing that he's always going to remind you to just get from the overflow we're never meant to be empty of his love ever.
0: That's so encouraging. And I love that you said we can't give what we don't have. And I know one of the things we talk a lot about in our um, purpose partner community too, is just that overall self-care, like spiritually, personally, mentally, physically, because we can't, we can't give to others what we aren't giving to ourselves and what we aren't taking care of ourselves and needing that spiritual connection. And like you said, that intuition is really being spirit led. Um, and then just, I had never heard it phrased that way. That was really um, interesting. Actually, it made like click too of what you said, a lot of the lies that we have or what we're born with thinking or feeling or knowing or what we start thinking about ourselves because of other people. Uh, are, is what Satan, you know, obviously Satan at work, the enemy at work. And it's typically the lies, the opposite of that is where our truth is, where our purpose is and where our purpose lies. So that is really interesting. So I think that's good for women who are maybe struggling with those, those lies, those limiting beliefs, those things that are holding them back to think about really getting clear and like, okay, what are those things holding you back? And then flip when we flip that, right. Cause we kind of hear flip the script on that. Mm -hmm. But thinking of it in a sense of probably the opposite of that is actually who you are and actually what you're meant to be and who you're capable of being, um, and that worth that you have, um, in Christ. And so, um, so that was really, I think, like you said, empowering (laughs) for sure to kind of think about, um, and I know I even personally just for so long, like you talked about different mistakes and things, but just realizing that we can always pivot. And like, God always already knows what we're, what we've done, what we're going to do. And so realizing that we can forget, we need to almost like forgive ourselves. Like that was really hard for me, just different. Mm -hmm. I would just relive different decisions or choices and things that I would feel bad or guilty about. And even though I knew he'd forgive me, or maybe I repented, it was like, there's still that guilt, like you talked about, or that shame, or like, how do I trying to earn, like, what can I do to make it better? And and realizing, no, I have to release that, and I have to start with like also even just forgiving myself, and realizing like that's already gone; it's nothing to really dwell on any longer. Um, so I think that's a huge piece of it as well, because you have to do that inner transformation work in order to step into who you're, who God has already created you to be. Um, and so it will take that change and that growth and that understanding. Um, what else have you found that has allowed you to really start knowing, like? Because sometimes I think it's too. It's easy to read the Bible or kind of go through those motions of what can help us develop in our relationship. But is there anything that you have noticed or found, or what was it that really helped you feel that transformation finally? Like not only to just know it, but to feel it and own it for yourself. Um, to know, that, like when you talk about His love.
1: Um, for me, I I basically decided one day I want to know what love is. I want I want love because I didn't have it. I thought it was something outside of myself. So basically I was looking everywhere outside of myself. And um I started to learn the difference between our we have a headspace and a heart space. And so when we're in our head spaces usually we're the shame and the guilt. And yes it's our logical mind and our you know our reasoning and stuff like that. But when you're in heart space, there is no shame. There is no guilt. There is pure love. And Love is an actual frequency that you can tap into. And so uh, one of the first things that I really did was I'm really good at visuals. So I pictured myself in this beautiful meadow, sunshiny day, blue skies, puffy white clouds, beautiful flowers. And because all of that, all of creation is love frequency. And so I would, with every time I would inhale, I would picture almost as if you could see the love being inhaled, and I would imagine it going always to my toes, and every cell, as soon as that breath of love, or even, you know, could say God's breath of life, whatever, touched my cell, they would just jump with joy, because each cell is love, his love is that frequency, and so, because that cell would jump, it would bump into every cell, so it very quickly, I would picture, and I'm getting goosebumps right now, I would would picture it from, yeah, yeah, from my toes up, I would just, every breath in, I'm filling up with love, and every breath out, I was expelling all the things that don't serve me, and you know, all the lies and the guilt and the shame. And so I fill up with love and get rid of the rest until I'm so overfull that, like, I almost see like a force field of love around me, this bubble of love before I even leave the house. And I would even picture doing it with to my daughter as I would leave, so that we're both, you know, in, just ensconced in his love. And then I also practice the difference between the head space and heart space is. When you're in that heart space, the the easiest way I've found to get there is, for me, it was a memory. So usually it's a memory of something that just brings you joy. Like when you think of it, you cannot help but smile. And for me, it was thinking back to when my daughter was about two, I would kick this ball down the hall and she would just giggle with this, you know, it's just pure wonder and delight. And that right there in that moment is that heart space, that beautiful love. But then I you know I'd lose it. (laughs) It's like I would just smile and then I would lose it. And so I literally set an alarm to go off every single hour. So I could ask myself, am I in my head space or am I in my heart space? Mm -hmm. Because um, think about it like when you're out in the cold and you come into the warm, if you try to wash your hands, it like hurts. That's like you have to get reacclimated to the heat from the cold. So basically, when you've moved somewhere along your life, because even if you watch little kids, they are just pure love frequency just wonder and all they don't worry about that. They're not in that logical mind. They're pure heart space. They're pure love. So I would picture them and think about, okay, so I came from that. We all came from that. And somewhere along the line, maybe someone said something to us. Maybe we said something to ourselves, Satan whispered something. I don't know what it was, but we slowly got acclimated to our headspace And we moved away from that love frequency, Mm. especially when you're in shame. Like shame and guilt are very heavy frequencies that, I mean, you can literally feel it when you're in it. Yeah. So you need to reacclimate again to that love frequency because we really are love. We are created every cell in your body came from love. And so you can get back to that place, but it takes practice. You almost have to like revert and consciously have effort. Like I said, like I had a set alarm every single hour and ask myself, where am I at right now? And there was, and there was sometimes I would get so upset because it would take me an hour to get into heart space and my alarm would go off again. I'm like, ah, you know, I just got there, but it, it made the difference because I'd made that choice that no matter what I was going to find love because I knew it was there. And the more that I did that. And so once you flip now, I can immediately tell when I start stepping out of it, because now I got reacclimated to that love frequency and I remember telling my coach at the time, I'm like, how did I go so long? Because now immediately when I started going over here, I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like how it feels out there. Yeah, I'm you start to know back. the difference. Yes. So it's actually like if you want it, because God's not going to keep something from you. If you're seeking something, he even says, if you seek, you shall find. He's not going to hide it from you. So if you pull on more like, I'm going to find this fullness of love she's talking about, you will find it, but you have to choose multiple times a day. I couldn't just get up and do it the one time because all the other energy out there in the world is going to pull you if you're not strong enough in the energy that you're in. And so, yeah, it's a process.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, and a powerful one for sure. So I love that you said that just like a few things that I think really to help summarize what you were just sharing and what I pulled out of that too, is just the power of intention. Deciding and like making that choice. And like you said, you believed and knew you were capable of receiving the love. And so you were willing to do, like you said, go through the process and continue to seek that by making the conscious choice that, no, I'm going to get out of my head space and into my heart space. Even if it took a while, um, we talk a lot about like operating from a place of rest. And so being in alignment with your spirit. And so basically kind of like that similar thing of realizing if you're all feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or, or stressed or all these other feelings, it's because we're just out of alignment or we're in that head space. Right. And so we have to, continually like reflect, okay, where am I feeling right now? Or where am I at? And then shift into that. And so I love that you were doing that. And that power of intention is so true and visualizing that's so powerful. I have been able to do a few visualization exercises and one was at a retreat we did or went, went to. And, um, and that was really powerful because the first time I really ever sat to even just look into like visualize, just like looking into Jesus's eyes and let his love consume me from there and like, not let myself get distracted. And so, yeah, if you have time that for those of you listening, you know, do making that decision, like that choice of you're going to, you know, really start operating and knowing who you are in Christ and that love that you have is yours. And so intentionally every single day, like choosing that love and choosing to be in that, that heart space, like she's saying, and even visualizing that. I love that you gave that example. That was so um, powerful too. Um, And so for, so now, as you've kind of gone through this journey, you've definitely gone through a lot of just processing your life for yourself and moving into helping other women. And so do you ha- um, currently have a community or what all do you do? Are you working one-on-one or what are, what are ways that women are connecting with you?
1: Um, I do do one-on-ones. Um, I call them empowerment sessions. I create a program that's called turn loving yourself into a habit because mm-hmm. we get out of the habit of loving ourselves, especially as parents. I don't know about some of you, but I grew up being told like our kids always come first. But then we're empty, <laughs> and we can't give what we don't have. And so we're trying to love these kids when we're not even loving ourselves correctly. Um, and so it's a 30 day program to really get in there and figure out, you know, where where am I getting caught up at, and you know, how can I love myself, and how can I do all this self care? And um, and and it's the crazy thing because that came from pure intuition. Like I literally sat up one day and boom the whole program just wrote it out on a sunday <laughs> oh, love that. and then i just had it yeah and then i just had to put the videos and stuff together but uh, and which is it's actually which is crazy because and, and that's why I'm alignment important. so the book i'm writing now I wasn't even planning on writing it and, and god's like you're gonna write this book and i'm like i don't even know what to say and he's like yeah. just start writing and so i just kind of i was about 20 pages in and wasn't even paying attention that day i was taking a break giving myself some self-care and li- literally boom the whole outline came to me mm. And I was like, okay, so that's what we're doing. (laughs) So that's why intuition is super important. And that's why we got to plug in because God's the only one who knows every cell in our body. And that can tell us who we are and can show us how to love ourselves. And not only that, but once you really get to understand yourself and we all have triggers, we all have these little things that will bug us. But when we dig into those, we can either A, stop them or be aware enough what's gonna you know like for me i do have ocd tendencies sometimes but i found that if i'm really tired or if i don't eat on time that trigger will be heavier whereas if i and also i found if i'm in headspace because usually i'm in my head space i'm like whoa right. that just came yeah so when i'm in my heart space my, my ocd doesn't even exist because it was never meant to mm. <laughs> technically yeah so yeah we need to really get in there and 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 sit with jesus so that's one of my favorite things now is Another visualization is every morning or even at night, I go sit on a bench with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I sometimes put my head on his shoulder. Sometimes I put my head in his lap and I picture him just, you know, running his fingers through my hair because he loves us that much. <laughs> um, and so just, and even if like you're about to go to something or, you know, sometimes before I go speak, I picture him sitting next to me and and he's there and I just feel his presence and then his words come out, you know, come out of my mouth. <laughs> and so we can be with him all of the time. He's never away from us. It's us that walk away mm-hmm. and then go, where are you at? He's there. We can go anytime in your head and go up there and sit on the bench with him and say, Hey, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is like, it
0: brings me back to Even just when we were doing our, our, or when I, we went to a rest retreat just like so many things that you're saying, like resonate so much and and I love that like that's something I need to do more of is they like gave me that reminder because I remember loving that when I would just visualize myself sitting right next to him and being with him and it was just such an amazing feeling and like and like you said visual that I had of just almost like he and I running like we were like a love affair you know like we were just hanging out and like I knew he loved me you know and Um, holding my hand. And so I just, it's so powerful and just continue to yearn. Like that's what we need to do too. Is just like continue to yearn for more of him and to want to be with him. Right. And, and yeah, that's when, when we are abiding in him, we get, I think that's that's the suit. It's supernatural. Like we get those ideas start to flow everything for um, what you're meant to do in your life, your business decisions you need to make will come during those moments. Um, so that's why they're so important to make that a priority, um, in our day to day. So, um, I've really enjoyed just like getting to hear from you and and talk with you today. And I know it will, um, definitely speak to the women, um, listening. And so if they would love to, um, connect with you more, where is the best way or has the best way to be able to, um, connect with you and possibly do your
1: empowerment session. Um, my, everything I have is soul love legacy, my website, my Facebook, um, I even have a YouTube channel. Everything is soul love legacy. So, um, you can either reach out to me on Facebook or go to my website, um,
0: Okay, perfect. And we will put those links in our show notes as well. So you ladies can go and connect with Lori. Um, And she and I actually were able to meet through our Girl Power Alliance community. Um, So I know we've sent out a few emails and um, talked about those in our Purpose Partner community. So that is an incredible space for Christian women in business who are really wanting to be in deeper community with other women, um, wanting to network. So that's how we were actually on a networking Zoom that we um, is made available through Girl Power Alliance every. Um, every month. and so and then through the elite members opportunity um, also get access to courses and, um, and all all kinds of resources really. So to really help you to next your income, to next your impact um, and to next an your faith, like that's really what it's about. And so I love that we there can have just be so much collaboration. and um, I know Lori is just doing amazing work for the Lord and for the kingdom. and that's what we're here for is to go out and make disciples and share our journey, our story with others. Um, because you never know who you're going to be able to impact along the way and who will need what you, what, what you have. So um, keep sharing your story and showing up and shining your light and go connect with Lori. Um, Again, what was, um, can you share your website one more time for us?
1: It's soul love legacy, because that's what we're leaving. Soul love is our legacy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, And we'll see you guys next time on another, another episode of Rise to Your Purpose. Rise Your Purpose will be a weekly podcast. Our hope is to inspire and educate you on your entrepreneurial journey to help you fuel your passions, live your purpose, and build a business that works for you. You can subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app. We'd love to hear from you. It makes us so happy to see you tuning in to the show. So if you're on Instagram, let us know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you tuned into and tag us at Live Victorious on your story. Let us know what your favorite quote or takeaway from the episode was so that we can be inspired to keep creating content like this for you. To learn more about us and get involved with our community of mission-driven entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group, Purpose Partners, where we partner together in faith and business.
1: So until next time, build a business that works for you and stay in alignment with your mission.